Welcome to the Sweet Tea and Palm Trees podcast. I am your co-host, Brittany. And this is Jennifer. We are Amazon Prime obsessed mothers who connected on social media and live on opposite ends of the country. Join us every Monday to see what happens when Alabama collides with California. Welcome back to another episode. We hope you guys had a great week. Brittany, do you have any updates or anything for us? Well, I did have to take Tut to the emergency vet the other day. Okay, what? (laughs) That was abrupt. (laughs) So if you don't know, Tut is my problem child dog. He was born with a cleft palate and I got him at six hours old. So with that being said, he has a hole in the roof of his mouth. And I thought he had aspiration pneumonia. And I was just going to, I just watched it for like a couple days because he always has a lot of issues going on with him. His coughing just kept getting worse and worse. And I didn't want to, well, actually it was Chris that was like, I think you really need to take him to the vet. So when Chris says that, of course, I run to the car and I took him to the vet. They did an x-ray and I guess he has bronchitis. Who the heck even like, I didn't even know dogs can get bronchitis. So that's Tut with a load of other issues, tons of other issues. And now he has a diagnosis of bronchitis. So he's on antibiotics. He already takes medication four times a day for his other neurological issue. I should do like a whole podcast on Tut. It would be like hours long. But... um. So he's already, he already takes medication four times a day as it is. And then on top of that, now he has his antibiotics. So he takes five pills a day and he is getting better. So that's about it with us. Nobody's put an offer in on our house yet, which is okay because our new house isn't ready anytime soon. Um, But yeah, it's a pain to load up the house or the car with the dogs and a baby and drive around town while people are looking at your house. So that's been a little bit stressful, but other than that, no updates for me. Well, on the brighter side, you posted a bomb picture tonight on your Instagram. I mean, come on. Oh, what blogger, Brittany? (laughs) (laughs) She didn't want to post this picture guys. And I told her like 10 times you need to post that tonight, tonight. I didn't want to post it. You know what? I wasn't going to until I showed it to Chris and Chris is like, yeah, that looks really good. See, and Chris, if, if, if you don't know Chris, like Chris is super honest and he takes a lot of my photos that are on my Instagram. And, and sometimes I feel like he's secretly judging me because he also doesn't understand the whole Instagram like blogger world, but he's getting better. He's definitely getting better. We had to go and shoot some photos for, um, a collab that I was doing with like a baby brand company. And while we were at it, I'm like, take some photos of me. And he's like getting down on the ground, like all the different (laughs) angles. And we were like at this park where people were going hiking with their dogs and people were definitely like staring at us and old me would have totally been embarrassed. But I'm telling you, I was working the camera this time. Go for it. I may find you on um, that was that Instagram page or I think there's a TikTok now with it too. It's like influencers in the wild. (laughs) Oh yeah, influencers in the wild. Have you seen you that? See me on there. Yeah, I actually submitted a photo <laughs> or a video to that. I don't know if you remember when I was in LA and I was at my favorite um, like coffee shop on Melrose Avenue, and no. there was this lady, this girl who was full on posing with her donut, like. <laughs> 
a full on video. I did submit it to, to influencer in the, influencers in the wild. It was never picked up, which at first I was like, okay, I'm kind of glad because I didn't want to be like a bee calling this girl out when that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, she better work. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, how am I trying to make fun of this girl when that is 100% what I do? I, I'm not no. doing that with a donut, but <laughs> I mean, today I was in a park where people were full on hiking and taking all my blogger photos. But yeah, so I, I do enjoy that account. It's very entertaining. And that's actually like the world today. If you go around, out and like look and, and before I, I used to really laugh at those people, but I'm just like props to you guys, man. My favorite TikTok account is this girl, and I'm not even sure where she's from, but I know she's not from America. I think she's visiting for a while in Cali, but she dances in public places. So I'm talking crazy public places, like a very crowded mall on like Black Friday. Um, she's danced on an escalator in a really uh, crowded outdoor mall over there. Again, I don't know Cali very well, but maybe you know which one that is, but um, yeah, she's dancing in a lot of public places. And when I tell you that that is the goal of confidence I desire to have. <laughs> yeah. Like some people just don't care. And I remember the, for the longest time, like I would tell Chris, Oh, let's get my photos. I want to get some like content for Instagram. And I just would always get so embarrassed. I would always be so concerned with what people were thinking. And nowadays I'm just like, I don't care. Like I do not right. care. I wouldn't get embarrassed if I'm shooting like content for brands that I'm working with. Cause then I feel like, Oh, I'm doing this because they sent me the product and they want me to take photos of it. I don't ever get embarrassed with that kind of stuff, but it's when it's like my personal stuff that I get kind of embarrassed with, but I'm getting better. So you better watch out. I might, I might be serving you guys a lot of blogging content. <laughs> get it. See what's so funny about that for me is that I, can dance in a stadium with 102,000 people at UA. But as soon as it comes to taking a picture like that, I just freeze. Like, how can I dance and move my body in a funny way, but not just stand there? <laughs> well, it's, I think it's awkward when it's just yourself. And I was yeah. telling you this, I don't want my Instagram to have so much of Willow on it. Like, I just want her to be like sprinkled in like sporadically. I don't want it to just yeah. be like a mom blogging account even though I love Willow and so when I don't have her like me holding her or interacting with her or something like that like I feel really awkward too like what am I supposed to do with my hands what am I like how am I supposed to pose and I mean people who are successful in the blogging world man their accounts are fire and I have props to them because yeah. you know that there's probably a bazillion people that are watching them as they're taking their photos and you can't even tell. So I like that confidence and I hope that eventually I can have that confidence. You and me both. Maybe we can work on that when I, when I come over and visit, but yeah. Anywho, no updates on this end. Really? I mean, we had, we had, we did have a speech therapy session this morning over zoom and it went really well. He, you know, not to get too into depth because I know that's pretty boring material, but he, um, is not normally someone who can sit down and focus for a long length of time, but today he sat through like five of her songs, which is a huge deal. Well, so hopefully it's coming together. He said a few more words today too. So super exciting, but we wanted this episode to be kind of um, fun, but also serious. We wanted to talk about things that we wish we knew before entering our twenties and 
I know that I, as a, you know, young 19, 18 year old, um, obviously sometimes wouldn't have listened to advice, but I think if I would have known an influencer or someone out there that I admired had done something specifically like this and I had found it, I know that I would have read it and taken the time to listen. So, um, we wanted to record this podcast in hopes that, you know, maybe we have someone out there with children in this age group or et cetera. Um, and just wanted to give some insight as, you know, I am 25 and kind of, even though I'm still mid twenties, I have, um, experience some, some fun and not so fun things over the last few years. So life has kind of been thrown at me, but Brittany is, um, kind of a pro at this. Why? Because I'm 34. No, <laughs> no, you're just really experienced. Oh, because of my age. No. I'm more experienced because of my age. Listen, Brittany, you are not old. If there's anything I've learned, the closer I get to 30, 30 is the closest thing, like, it is the furthest thing from old. Like, even seven, like, I think of 60s and 70s, and I think 70s, 80s, that's old for me now. Yeah, and imagine them when people are like, oh, you're old, and they're probably like, I am, I don't feel old. Hopefully, you're not feeling old. You know, um, that and my retinol no. says 25 and up, and I'm 25, so there's any shot to the ego here recently it was that so yeah when Jen came up with this idea I was just kind of laughing because it's advice that you would give to your 20s and she's in her 20s so we're just going to be basically giving Jen advice no (laughs) it's entering your entering your 20s so obviously I'm this is kind of my first what year two or three of real life adulthood like out of college you know, doing everything on my own, no more making appointments through my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. And I do agree. Like if there was something like this, like podcast around when I was younger, I mean, I'm, there was really no podcast. I had MySpace, but it wasn't <laughs> anything like this. <laughs> this. But yeah, there was not like YouTube. Maybe it was around, but I don't even know. And so, yeah, maybe if I did hear advice from other people, I wouldn't have had to learn it myself and I would have probably taken that advice because I do listen to podcasts and I get a lot of good information and a lot of advice from my podcast. Actually, some of the the topics that I wrote down were from are from podcasts. So me too. So we hope that you guys enjoy this. Did you want to try to go back and forth with each one? I know we have a list. I don't know how many you have, yeah, but let's do, that. do you want to go try that? Okay. You want to yeah. go first? So the first one that I have is everything would work out even better than I had imagined. And I always remember having a timeline to everything, whether it be when Chris and I got engaged, when we would get married, when we would have kids, when we'd buy a house, when I'd finished nursing school and the list goes on and on. And I just realized that everything happens when the time is right for you. And if I would have just enjoyed those moments and maybe not have stressed so much about what I'm waiting for to happen in life and like live in the current, I think it would be a lot more fun and probably have a lot less fights. Because if you guys know me, me and Chris dated for, I don't even know, like 12 years before he even proposed. And then we got married. And then like kind of when we got engaged, married and had a baby was kind of all within what? five years of each other, but we had so much history even before all of that. So it probably would have saved a lot of fights between us and we probably could have had a lot more fun. 
My first one, I put community college is not bad, but I think I want to alter it to say community college is not bad and also no college is not bad. Um, I think that everyone has a different life um, path and that doesn't mean that you have to go to college. And it also doesn't mean that you're only going to be successful if you go to a big university, if you choose to go to college. So I think that in my mind, I had said that, oh, community college is bad. And I hate to admit this, but this is the truth. And especially being in the South, the big, you know, big universities are a really popular thing. And I think that that's because of the culture in football and, um, you know, sorority, fraternity life, et cetera. And although I wasn't a part of any of that other than the band, I think that there was a lot of pressure there to go to those universities in order to have the, um, I guess, as you could say, the, the college experience and also the, um, approval from others, you know, like that was your stamp of, oh, you're official. And, and I just don't think that that's the case. And I'll give you an example. I actually took a, a community college course in the summer that would transfer to my major university at the University of Alabama. And the same professor that taught me that community college in the same uh, college town as my university was the same professor in the uh, second part of that class at the normal university. So I don't know if that made any sense, but I had the same professor at community college that I did it at UA. And it was for a fourth of the price. And I think that's when it hit me that I had wasted a lot of money thinking that I needed this higher degree, which is just a degree in anyone else's eyes. So um, although I love my experience at UA, you do not have to go to a big university to be successful. I actually got my nursing degree from Golden West College in Huntington Beach. And I don't even have my BSN yet. I keep taking classes online to try to get my bachelor's degree. And then I just stop because I'm like, I already do what I'm going to school for. And I just don't have the motivation. So I think it's really, I think it's super important for people to know what they kind of want to go to school for and what they want to do. And to actually get a job in the degree that you are studying for, I think is super important. I know quite a few people who right. just got a degree to get a degree and they're not even using that degree with what they do now. And I don't know, that just wasn't me. I, I, I didn't ever go to a four-year school. At the time, I wish I did because I felt like I was missing out on it because when you're younger, you do feel that. But now that I'm older, I don't care at all. Like it doesn't even cross my mind. Yeah. And if you're someone to kind of summarize my point, if you're someone who is going to a big university, look at classes that are offered at the university. So for instance, or at, not at the university, at the community college. So for instance, yes, I was in the band at UA, but I could have been part-time at the big university as well as part-time at the community college and would have been able to save all of that money by doing that and still be in the band. So if you're someone who's doing a sport or activity like that, look into that. If you didn't get receive a full scholarship for that and a partial and um, just look at your options there. Don't, don't just write off community college because of what you think society says about it. Yeah. And don't take on tons of debt just to go to school. Like yes. that's my next one is to master personal finances. And one, if you know me, you know, I love Dave Ramsey. Like I am a huge Dave Ramsey fan. If I'm getting ready for work, I'm listening to Dave Ramsey. Like 
I will listen to Dave Ramsey all day, every day. When I was younger, I always thought like, oh, I need to get a credit card because I need to build my credit score or whatever the case may be. And I've learned that I wasn't good with credit cards. So now I don't have any and I never plan to get any ever again because I just know that I wasn't good at them. I don't even know why Macy's would give like an 18 year old a credit card. You know, I remember I got my first credit card from Macy's and it said my limit was $500. I fit, I spent the $500 that day. Like I didn't even get my card in the mail. They just want your money. Yeah, that's so terrible. And so that's one thing that I wish that I knew a lot sooner is how to manage and budget your money. And it really helped me when I moved up to the Bay Area because I met my friend Nasima, who I worked with. And she actually has a very successful podcast called Nurses on Fire. And and it's not just all about nurses, but she's the one that got me hooked on Dave Ramsey because she's a huge financial person. I guess that's what you would call them. I don't even know what you would call them, but she's passionate about saving money. Yeah. And she, and investing in all of those things. And she taught me so much. We worked night shift together back when our hospital was pretty slow. So she, we would listen and watch Dave Ramsey. And I just learned so much from her. If I didn't move up here and I was still living in Southern California, where you're always trying to keep up with everybody else and trying to have the latest and greatest and designer, this designer, that, I would probably still be in so much debt. So for that, I am so thankful for. So manage your personal finances, I think is so, so good because you don't want to always be stressing about money. And then I also had written down is you don't need your dream job right away. Yeah. I think that again, it goes back to what I had said before, like when I was, when I said, oh, I need to be a nurse by this date. If you didn't know, it took me two and a half years to even get into a nursing program because they're so saturated. And I just remember my bosses, because I used to work at Bank of America, my bosses would always try to tell me, well, you're never going to get into nursing school. Just, you know, be promoted at the bank so you can make more money or keep moving up the ladder. And I just, one thing I always was saying is, no, I want to be a nurse. And so I didn't have my dream job right away. And I worked with what I had. And if that meant that I had to stay at home because I didn't have money to move out, that's what I did. And I'm just so thankful that I stuck it out. Yeah. I'm glad you did too. You know, I also listened to Oprah podcast. <laughs> Here we are just giving out all of these amazing podcasts we listen to, but the Oprah uh, Winfrey podcast, she might be way, way too old for you. Do you even know who Oprah is? Please tell me. I do know who Oprah, come on, who doesn't know who Oprah Winfrey is? Okay, well, I'm not sure. You've never seen Clueless, you don't know who PH is. I mean, I, I just got to make sure when we have a conversation that you know who I'm talking about. But I know Oprah. When, when I was listening to the Oprah Winfrey podcast, I think it was like on how to manage your money or whatever. She had said something that even what she does is as a billionaire is if she wants something, she doesn't do like an impulse buy she will wait a couple days. And if she's still thinking about it after a couple days, then she'll buy it. And so it's like, wow, if a billionaire doesn't impulse buy when she can have pretty much every single thing that she wants, then that's what I'm going to do too. So that's another thing that I also do now. So Oprah always giving the good advice. I miss her. Does she still do her podcast or no? 
Yeah, so her podcast is actually um, just snippets from her shows. Oh. So it's not like she's sitting down at the mic. God, I wish. That would be so amazing. But it's just like, I guess, like top shows or whatever. And they're just like short little clips about a segment that she had on her show. And they just stream it on the podcast. They're genius. Yeah, she's great. But I think the biggest piece of advice that I would add to the conversation is you mentioned, you know, living in a different area and it being all about buying the latest gadgets and the latest things. And so I think I would add to that and say, don't spend your money to impress other people. I think that that's what I would add to that because it's not worth going into debt if you have a relationship or you're in a marriage, it's not worth yes. going into the stress of those and ruining those things over the opinion of others. Like, is that really worth it? So um, that's, that's all I would add to that. But another point that I have here is um, life doesn't begin or end the moment you get married or have a child. And I think that I don't, I, maybe you can speak on behalf of California, but I can speak on behalf of the area that I'm from. And I, th I think as a whole, in my opinion, the South is very in this mindset of, you know, I just need to graduate high school and get married and marry the person I've been with. And if it's a high school sweetheart, even better, and we will get married and then we'll have kids and then we'll just, you know, do our nine to five every single day for the rest of our lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just hate the mentality of like, that's the only way to do it. I love being married and I love my child, obviously. But I, I just don't think that, you know, those types of things define you as a person, I guess. Um, and, and I don't know, when I was 18, 19 and entering college, the only thing on my mind was, and I'm just being very transparent here, is meeting a man and just going ahead and getting married and go ahead and handling everything else after that. I wasn't focused on getting my education and enjoying the journey and enjoying the friendships that I would have and enjoying, you know, not having a ton of responsibilities and bills and, you know, the stress of having to, you know, communicate with a partner back and forth of, of what should you do in this situation and, and balancing this and buying a car and all these things. So I, you know, in a nutshell, after saying all of that, that's just what I would say that life doesn't begin or end. You don't have to have a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever in order to be happy and for your life to start. Enjoy the journey and enjoy like where you're wanting to go in life and your goals and focus on that and just being a really good person and being kind to people. And I think that, you know, if you're meant to be married or in a relationship, it will fall into place when it does. Yeah, I feel like California is almost so opposite of that. <laughs> and so I grew up in Sacramento. And then right after high school, I moved to Orange County. And I lived there probably my whole young adult life. And I felt like it wasn't like that there. I felt like nobody was getting married. Everybody was just always going out, having a good time. Even some of my friends now who live down there, like none of them are married. Um, so it is, it's different. But then when I moved back up North, I, I do feel like it is, I don't want to say it's like Alabama. Um, cause it's definitely not the South, but people up here do tend to get married, have kids sooner, um, buy houses, that kind of stuff. Whereas my friends in Southern California all kind of live the single life and date around and 
yeah, I, I just think that down there, it's such like a, a faster pace of life that people aren't really settling down. And a lot of people are transplants from down there. And so they're trying to make their goals and life happen. And yeah, I, I do think it just depends on where you are growing up. Yeah. Like a lot of, for example, like a lot of people from my hometown, which again, there is nothing wrong with this, but not a lot of people leave. They stay there. I mean, it's just like a generational thing. You know, my mom and dad went to school in the county that I'm from. I went to that school. My sister went to that school. Like everyone stays there and just continues to do this generational cycle. And, you know, I'm not saying that my hometown is bad and I don't regret obviously growing up there, but I just wanted to explore and get out of there and see different people and interact with other people. And I think that that's what's helped me to open my eyes to things that, you know, might not have been so good in that city. And everybody has their own issues, every place, every family, every person has their own issues. But um, I just think that getting out of your town is so important and not limiting yourself to just the same four walls and city and town I just think that that's so important. So I do agree. I, I do think it is important to get out when you're young and kind of learn and explore on your own. But I do think that a lot of people go back. Like for me, I thought I would never move back to Sacramento. Like that was, I thought I was going to live in Southern California for the rest of my life, which I still wish that I could, but Chris doesn't enjoy it as much as I do. Uh, and also once we had Willow now, I don't even know if I would, because it's just so much easier and you want your parents to be around their grandbabies. So another one that we can add to this is never say never, because I remember always saying I would never move back up North. I would never move back up to Sacramento <laughs> and look, here I am, um, so yeah, you you just never know. I think it's important to just kind of let everything happen the way that it's supposed to happen. That's so funny you said that because this morning, um, the therapist over Zoom, she was complimenting Colton's little hoodie that says Coco. Uh-huh. And I told her, I said, it's so funny that you're complimenting me because I always said I was never going to be a, a monogram mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you never, never say never. Yeah. There's some things I can, I could firmly say, but a lot of things, yeah, I typically go back on. <laughs> Agree. And I remember that even when, when you would say I would never do that and then they're like, okay, yeah, we'll see. And I'll be like, oh no, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> and then it's like, here I am. Yep. <laughs> okay. So another one that I have is, and this one was really huge for me that I really, really wish and it shouldn't even be around, but stay out of tanning beds oh jesus yes so i don't know if you know this but when i was in high school my dad bought me my own tanning bed oh no 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 and i look back, when i look back at these pictures i was so tan i mean i was probably almost as dark as chris like there we have a picture together where <laughs> i am almost the same shade as him. And it's just so bad for you. So bad for you. And so just, I wish I could have told my younger self to 
that one that doesn't look good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it when I'm tan. I feel like I look skinnier. My face look, like looks clearer. Just everything about it. I love looking tan. But now I do not do that at all because I was an avid tanner. And it's just so bad for you. So bad for your skin. So bad for wrinkles. like Your organs. Yeah, just everything. Every single thing about it. So, Dad, why did you buy me that tanning bed? So what happened was, I guess the lady who owned the tanning salon in town was getting a divorce. And my dad thought it would be a good idea to go in and be like, okay, I'll buy one. (laughs) And he did. And then he bought like all new bulbs and like the whole thing. So we had it set up in our garage, which if you're from Sacramento, you know that the summers are hotter than balls. So we would be in that tanning bed in the summer in the garage and it was just so hot like people would come over after school and like everybody would like take turn tanning i mean it was a disaster oh lord yeah well i can definitely add to this too because i did my fair share of that for pageants and uh developed skin cancer through that so that's fun um please stop tanning in the tanning bed just don't do it don't do it if you're my family listening to this i know who you are stop doing it um we love you Oh, this is a good one. Read everything thoroughly before you sign. I am a (laughs) avid reader of documents. I will read every fine detail and have no problem making the person that is waiting on me to sign wait as long as I need to get it it read. Um, No one will rush me. I will be reading all the way through this or I'm not signing and I'm leaving. So be that stern and that's not to be rude you just I mean there are so many examples I could give you of when I worked at this apartment complex of how many horrible situations we went through because people didn't read the fine print but it doesn't make sense like sometimes when you read it I feel like it doesn't even it's not even in English well sometimes obviously there is times when you do need to reach out to a lawyer or just like wait or I I agree there are times when it's hard to understand but when it came to the apartment documents and signing the legal doc, like the the leases, they're not hard to understand. It just goes over the rules and regulations. There's not really any tricky wordage. And I mean, I can understand it thoroughly for the job. So I don't understand why someone wouldn't read over that before they move in. And there were so many complications and miscommunication with that. And we would try to give them the points and they were just so excited to move in that they didn't hear anything we said. And definitely didn't read over it. And there was just a lot. Of- well, yeah, because if you didn't sign it, then you're not going to be able to rent it. <laughs> and I totally get what you're saying. Because we've had this conversation before. So we listed the house. And when you list a house, it comes with like a bazillion paperwork that you all have to e-sign. And I tried to take your advice. And I could not do it. I didn't even make it one page because I'm just like, whatever. Like, if I don't sign this, then I'm not going to be able to Mm. list the house. That's bad. I should have taken your advice and I should have read it all. Because what if there's something in there that I didn't even know that I agreed to? And sometimes people don't realize the fine print. I remember at one of, this is just an example. I just want to give you guys an example to motivate you to read. Um, I worked in an apartment complex and there was a part in there that was very, um, how do I say this in a nice way with respecting the job? Um, that was pretty, 
Is conspicuous the word I'm looking for? Well, there was some wordage in there that was tricky and people were not reading that fine print. And it was basically saying that they were signing over to not receive their deposit back. And they were reading over it and not, um, or they were not reading over it, I guess, and not realizing that. And so many people were upset at the end and just, just read your documents. We had to with our car. It sucks. It's so boring. I actually just before this podcast just filled out 17 pages by myself of Colton's paperwork that he needs for this therapy appointment. So I know it sucks. It's just a part of adulthood, but we just read through it. You never know what you're signing over. And sometimes in that fine print, they can adjust it. Like if you don't agree with something, you don't have to sign everything. Like every little thing doesn't have to be agreed with. So just, just know that you need to read through it. So the next one that I have is friends will come and go. Mm, Good one. And I think that that, and I think we were talking about this before that sometimes when you lose a friend, it's harder than actually losing like a boyfriend. Definitely. And I remember for the longest time I would just hold on to like such a grudge and just, I don't know, just be one, like mourning the loss of this friendship that you once had and was so amazing. And you thought that they were going to be in your life forever. Like everyone is put into your life for a reason and you're, they're there for you to learn something. And as hard as it is when that friendship does end, like just try not to be and I know it's easier said than done, but try not to hold such a grudge and so much resentment because you never know what what can happen in life. You never know if they are going to come back into your life. You never know if you'll be friends again. And I think that that was the hardest part, like in my earlier years is when you would lose friendships. Yeah. And everyone goes through seasons and you never know. You may have been friends with them through the hardest season they've ever gone through. So exactly. you can't. You can't judge someone and, you know, leave that relationship on bad terms and saying bad things about them when, you know, you can, but it, it's not the good thing to do. I mean, what if you were going through your worst life situation and you met someone and you were just really struggling mentally through that and that was expressed in the how you treated them in the relationship and a year later you realized after getting out of that season how bad you felt about that and they were just over here talking horrible about you. Like that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. You know, so I just, I think that we should all just be, like you said, very forgiving and just, you never know if you'll be friends again and just know that you learned something from them and, and just move on from that, you know, and now you know what you want in a friendship. So it's just like relationships, but exactly. But I do think that that is one of the hardest thing is losing a friend. Yeah. I would have to add to that and say, I actually don't have this on my list, but I just want to add to it and say, um, you know, being vulnerable is not a bad thing, but I think that when you're meeting people and, and meeting people that, especially when you're potentially wanting like a best friend or someone who, that you can confide in, don't give every piece of information in the very beginning. Um, and the reason why I say that is because not every person, like she said, is meant for you. So, you know, if you're over here investing in this relationship, you don't know about the person and their values and how they treat you. And you're just giving them all of this really personal, in-depth, deep information that this is what I've, I've done this before. And then they end up using that information against you or spreading things about you. 
or if you were on like a different page, like say you thought that you were really good friends and it turns out like you don't really know anything about them. Yeah. I've had that. Me too. Me too. And I've also had it where I've put in a lot into a relationship or a friendship and they didn't give that same energy back. When you have your really good friends and you get in relationships, don't let those relationships ruin your friendships. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a very, very good I one. Think it's, I think it's also super important to have your relationship, like your relationship, like me and Chris, you and Desmond, but then to also have an outside life as well. Because if you don't and you're just so consumed with the partner that you're with and you start to lose all of those people around you, like one that's super hurtful for the people that are losing you, but what if that relationship ended and then you had nothing? Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of even our friendship. Like right now, you know, our husbands are not with us and we're having this time not only to ourselves, but to be able to communicate to each other. So like, obviously we're proving right now how important it is because we're there for each other. (laughs) Yeah. And I love my friendships. Like I love them so much. I love hanging out with them. Of course, I love hanging out with Chris. I wish that I was glued to him, but I also enjoy my girl time and I love hanging out with my friends. And so I, I sometimes, I just don't get it when people get in relationships and then like completely disappear. Yeah. And I think that's sad. I think that's really, really sad. Yeah, it's easy too. I'm actually guilty of that in the past. See, I've never done that ever. But you also have a different relationship in that you've been with Chris a very long time. And so you've had a lot of years with him and I did not date at all until college. And I've only had what, three boyfriends in my life, really two boyfriends in my life. So, you know, those two times, even though they were short term, well, the first one was short and then obviously I'm married now. So, um, (laughs) but in the very beginning, you know, I was all in because I was like, oh my gosh, these are my first like boyfriends. This is exciting. I don't know what I'm doing, but oh my gosh, I have a boyfriend, you know? So I I do have that regret. So I think that might be, I'm not saying that that, you know, takes away from your experience, but I feel like that might be a little bit different. Well, fun fact. I don't actually know if it's a fun fact, but me and Chris did take breaks, right? So we weren't together this whole time true like 15 years straight like we did have breaks so I did date other people and while I was dating other people I would still be with my friends yeah like I consider I actually consider myself a really good friend like sometimes I think that I go sometimes I think I go above and beyond like maybe too much and maybe that's why I've been hurt so much in the past from friends is because I would literally do anything for my friends if I consider you my friend I will go above and beyond for you. Like if you need me, I'm there. Like I will drop everything that I, if you, like, if you need me, I am there. Like, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care who I'm with. I don't care about any of that. And so I think that when I wasn't getting that in return with certain friendships, that's when I would get upset because that's not how I was as a friend. And so I think that that another good point is, don't expect other people to treat you the way that you would treat other people. Ooh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, because I think that's where I got hurt so many times is because I would never do that. So when it would happen to me, 
I would be super hurt. And I wouldn't understand because I just was like, I thought we were best friends. Like, why would this happen? Like, I would never do that to you. I would never, like, I would never do certain things. And so don't ever assume that somebody is going to do the same thing that you would do. My favorite quote is don't expect you from other people. Exactly. And so then another, like another one that I actually wrote down was don't be afraid to say no. Because I think for the longest, I was always like a yes, ma'am. And I still feel like I am, but I'm getting better at saying no, because I just, I always feel like maybe I just wanted to always please people, or I always wanted to be included or whatever the case may be. Like I would always say yes to everything, even if I didn't really necessarily want to do it. And I think that I'm getting a lot better at saying no. Boundaries, boundaries. Yes. And I think it's from being hurt in the past, right? So it's like, now I have my guard up and I'm not going to just say yes to anybody because they're not going to probably reciprocate that. So why am I going to do that? I don't know. Maybe it's bad, but maybe it's a good way for me not to get hurt. All right. So the next one that I wrote down, I put, call your mom. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I have not had the best relationship with my mother because of my own actions until here recently. So I would just have to say to anyone out there who's stubborn or just like doesn't value their mom like they should to just call your mom, answer the text, talk to her, just be, be kind and treat her with the most love because they're not, I hate to say this, but like no one is promised tomorrow. And um, I, I just think that we should value them so much more. Moms are warriors. Now that I am a mom, I realize how hard they work. So I, I wrote down health is so important. And I think it was until really, I mean, I always knew about like eating healthy and doing all of the things that you're supposed to do and working out and taking care of yourself. And maybe because I was young, I don't know, but fast food for me was life. I would go to fast food drive through every single day. Like we actually, (laughs) I thought Willow was going to be named Carl because I was obsessed with Carl's Jr. When I was pregnant with her, like I had it almost every day, which is so weird because I never ate Carl's Jr. ever before that. But I think it wasn't until like the pandemic hit and stuff that I really started taking my health seriously. And don't get me wrong, there's still times that I do splurge in because I love me some food, but I grew up on fast food. My parents never really, I mean, my mom did, but my dad never, ever cooked. And we basically grew up on fast food. And it's just, it's amazing how much better your body feels when you feel it the proper way. Yeah. What about you? You're pretty, you're pretty good, right? Balance. I would just say balance and add to that balance. Just don't, don't look at foods as good and bad. Um, just, just eat food, fuel your body for energy. That's the whole point of food. It's okay to enjoy, you know, something that tastes good every now and then, like a dessert. If you are a person who loves cheesecake, it's okay to enjoy that every now and then, but it's just moderation. And like, if you know, you're going to have a big dinner or a date night, just, you know, eat, eat good amounts and eat normally and try to eat more vegetables and drink more water throughout the day. Just, just balance. Um, but another one on my list that I wrote down, ask questions, even if it seems stupid, I'm a person who 
hates asking questions. I also do not enjoy not knowing what I'm doing. But newsflash, if you didn't hear the last podcast, you definitely should go listen. Um, we, we talk about everyone has to start somewhere and everyone has to start from, you know, what's it called? I guess level one. And we all have to grow in that way. And the only way to do that is through research, in my opinion, prayer, and um, just asking questions. I think that those are so important keys into doing anything that you love, literally, no matter what the the category may be, you, you need to do all of those things and ask questions. The last one that I have is take the vacation. I have never regretted taking a vacation ever, ever in my life. <laughs> um, and the world is just such a big, beautiful place. And there's just so much to see. And I think sometimes people just get in the rut of just their daily lives and maybe take that vacation, but switch it up too. Like I always see people taking the same vacations and that's fine if you really love that place, but there's so much to see in this world. I don't know why people keep going to the same place over and over again. So it's comfortable. Exactly. Comfortable. So take the vacation I mean, if you're going to follow Dave's plan, you have to budget for that vacation, but (laughs) I would take the vacation. I would figure out a way I would work extra shifts. I don't care what I have to do. If I'm invited on a vacation and I want to go, I'm going. And you've said this before to me too. You've said with that same thing, you've said pay for experiences, not things. Yes. And that's really stuck with me. So me and Chris don't ever buy each other gifts. Like, I don't even know the last time I got a gift from him because we always buy experiences. So whether it would be, who who knows, like a fancy hotel that we've always wanted to stay at or a trip somewhere or like an excursion, even if it's around town, like we never buy each other like materialistic things. We always spend that money somewhere else. Um, So that's one thing that I really like too. Although sometimes I tell Chris, I'm like, okay, next year we're going to buy each other Christmas presents. And then the next year comes around and we're like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And we're like, nothing. Like, let's just go somewhere. So we never end up buying each other presents. I don't even remember the last time that I actually sat down and opened a present he bought me. Is that weird? No. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, they always show like the YouTuber gift guides for like a men's gift guide and a women's gift guide. And I have not bought Chris anything in forever. And I, and I also think it's because we make our own money. So if I want something like I'm going to buy it myself, I'd rather go on like in a vacation or make memories than to buy things. So, yeah. And I think that that's kind of proof in the pudding too, that a lot of people make excuses and I've done this before. I can't afford to go there. I can't you know, afford to go on these trips. Well, if you can afford to go to Chick-fil-A 10 times a week, yes. or if you can afford to, you know, go shopping every three days at Target, then you can afford to go on that vacation if you just want to that badly. You know, I think that that's easily an example right there. If you guys haven't bought each other gifts, you're able to save that money for those things. So yeah, it may seem expensive, but the little things add up. Yeah. Me and Chris say that all the time. So 
like some of his coworkers will be like, I don't know how you guys go on vacation all the time. And for one, I have, I'm very blessed with my job that if me and Chris want to go on a vacation, I can pick up extra shifts. So that's helps tremendously when we're trying to plan a vacation. But one thing we do notice is people go out to eat and when they go out to eat, they're buying alcoholic drinks and me and Chris aren't one to drink. And so those add up or people smoke or like you said, Target or your daily Starbucks or if you getting your nails done. I mean, I know me, I go and get a pedicure and I do gel and it comes out to like $65. So it's like, if you just look at your, how you're spending your everyday money, you could easily afford a trip. Yeah. I did the math one time because I think two years when I was an undergrad, I got my nails done. I got acrylic nails and my toes done. And I did the math and I think it came out to like $4,500. Yeah. And I was like, that is, that's a whole week vacation, like two week vacation somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. And like, if you go to Starbucks every day and get a coffee and more likely you're also getting a breakfast sandwich or whatever there, that's like $8, if not more, even if you got a coffee, it's like four bucks. I mean, I know my coffee is super expensive. It comes out to like $6 and 80 cents. So it's like that adds up every single day. So that's one thing that me and Chris cannot stand when people always ask us, how can you guys afford to go on these vacations? Because we do not spend our money like how we see like other people spend money. Yeah. We just prioritize. And for us, traveling and going on vacation and having adventures is at the top of that list. So whether I need to pick up extra shifts, cut back on whatever, like that's what we're going to do. That was a really good one to end on for you. I have one more and I just wrote down the opinion of that person that like bothers you or that you think about is not important. And I think that not even in social media, even if you, you're not on social media, the thought of, you know, other people judging you or not being there for you or saying negative things about you really does a lot to someone's mental health. And I think that we always allow others to determine our joy and our mood. And I just think that if I could give advice to my younger self, I would say stop allowing others to affect who you are and stop allowing others and the opinion of others to change who you are. And, um, I basically how I wrote it down is God's opinion of you is more important than that person's. And I think that that and your own opinion is so much more valid than any other person that's, that's not there for you, that doesn't love you. And that isn't a you know pivotal part of your life. So just, just know who you are and live in that. And just just try to tune out all the negativity because it's, you're always going to have it no matter how old you are and people are always going to have an opinion but that doesn't mean that it changes or affects your life in any way well we hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode please let us know if you have any tips that you would like to add uh, follow us on our instagram at sweet tea and palm tree no s on the end and we'll be glad to hear from you hope you guys have a good rest of your week Bye.